Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Dallas, Texas, it's time for Dallas Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Dallas Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today on the show, we have Mickey Leach with Schumacher Electric. Welcome, Mickey. Hello, Lee. Good to be with you. Well, I'm so excited to learn more about Schumacher Electric. Tell us a little bit about what you're up to. How are you serving folks? We are serving folks in, in a lot of different ways, but primarily around power conversion. We are celebrating our 75th anniversary as a power conversion company. And we we essentially empower people to enjoy the benefits and freedom that comes with mobility. And we make sure that everybody's vehicles, no matter what type of vehicle or what type of power needs they have, they can meet them. And for example, jump starters for cars, uh, battery chargers for uh, motorcycles, ATVs, boats, and so on and so forth. So um, 75 years ago, was that the business that you all were in or has that been kind of an evolution over the years? It's always been power conversion, but it's been an evolution as to how we apply that. Uh, we were based in Chicago, uh, and the Schumacher family founded this business. You may be familiar with Don Schumacher, the, the Hall of Fame race driver, drag racing particularly. And we were primarily in power conversion for the television and audio uh, industry back in Chicago. Uh, and then when that industry and technology changed, Don transformed the business into an automotive power conversion company. And that's really when we got, we're ubiquitous when it comes to jump starters and battery chargers for all types of cars. And I've been with Schumacher now a year and a half. And Mr. Schumacher sold the majority interest to a private equity firm in 2021 and brought me and a leadership team in to transform the business into a power conversion around uh, energy independence and electric vehicle charging. Now, are you seeing, uh, is the level of adoption of electric, is it at a pace that you anticipated or is it faster or slower? We are developing as fast as we can because there are opportunities everywhere. So the, the market opportunities for EV is, is accelerating very quickly. And I, I think uh, what we're going to find is consumers are going to adopt the cars as they become more available and more affordable price points and the automotive OEMs are making sure that that happens. So really there is the foundation is being built for it. And I think you're going to see some really tremendous acceleration uh, in 2023 and 2024. In terms of individuals buying electric cars or electric vehicles? Yeah, 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 exactly. And we're Schumacher's role really for the community and for uh, the environment is really to help improve the adoption of an electric vehicle, right? So we are focused on uh, developing chargers for people's uh, residents so that uh, essentially like your your cell phone, when you go, go home at night, you plug in your cell phone and it's ready to go for the next day. And we provide a range of chargers for your home that uh, will provide you fast charging and then uh, slower charging if that's what you want. And then it'll be kind of vehicle agnostic? Correct. Correct. Yeah. So vehicle agnostic, there's just really there's Tesla has a type of adapter and then everybody else has their own. And then our business in Europe, it's actually one type of power adapter to the car for all vehicles. So you'll start seeing more consumers in your neighborhood driving electric vehicles and enjoying the benefits of uh, that comes with it. 
Now, are other vehicles and other uh, kind of modes of transportation at least using electric a little bit? Are there electric boats? Are there electric, you know, ATVs, RVs? Are there other kind of vehicles that are, you know, moving towards electric? Absolutely. And uh, as an example, I spent 17 years at a company called MTD Products, which uh, makes brands such as Cub Cadet and Tri-Built. And over the last probably 10 years, we, uh, we're we developing lawnmowers, riding tractors, uh, string trimmers, leaf blowers that are battery powered. So the outdoor power equipment is definitely electrifying. In, here in town in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, there are entrepreneurs and businesses electrifying uh, boats to make actually boating more safe. Uh, if you think about uh, all the, the issues about uh personal boating, it can get dangerous out there. And there's really a, a use case for using technology to improve that. So we're collaborating with a group who's electrifying boats. And then um, there's a big company here in the area that's also um, electrifying motorcycles and ATVs. Now, do you see a, a point in time, or maybe you've identified a point in time where you know, like kind of electric charging stations will be as ubiquitous as gas stations or they, or will it be different where they'll be because it takes the time to charge that it'll be like, you know, maybe they'll be at coffee shops rather than standalone convenience stores or gas stations. So you have something to do while you're charging. Yeah. So our, our perspective is that uh, we're only going to get busier and our calendars are going to be filled with more to do. And we are all consumers and creatures of convenience. And we we see that charging at home is going to become more prevalent and uh, actually going to be part of a grid ecosystem. So, you know, here in, in Dallas two years ago, we had a huge storm and, you know, everybody lost power for or most people lost power for days, if not weeks. And, you know, there's a way to be able to create some resilience and complement the uh, grid when you when you connect your vehicle, which is a basically a huge energy storage device, with your home power. You may have a home uh, power standby generator. You may have solar panels and a battery bank. So you know your vehicle connected to your home power, connected to the grid, uh, becomes this ecosystem that creates a little bit more resilience. So we, we really see it going to home charging and not so much. Well, there'll definitely be public charging, but I don't think you're going to have to worry about standing around a coffee shop for 20 to 30 minutes. So the range for these vehicles will be such that, you know, you'll just charge in the evening and that should be good for, you know, 90% of the people that are using electric vehicles. Right, right. So much has been talked about with road trips and uh, that is going to be solved, right? Uh, there's a lot of government investment going in that to make sure that you could go on a road trip in your electric vehicle. But, you know, that's that's a minority of the, the big minority of the time you spend uh, with your car. So, you know, if you get two, three hundred miles on a charge, you're, you're easily going to meet all your needs uh, from charging at home. Because most people during the course of their day are, are driving well under that, right? It's probably 100-ish yeah. at well, the most. Well, the Dallas-Fort Worth area is probably, well, probably bigger because yeah. you're so spread out, right? <laughs> so you're probably pushing it at 200. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know. Whether or not you have to go from empty to full is, 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 you know, you just quite easily top it off every night when you get home. You get out of your car, you plug it in, and you're you're good to go. Right. It'll just be a, just that's how you, you know, handle arriving home and leaving. 
Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it, it, we're, we're introducing a lot of technology that, you know, you hear a lot about smart homes and uh, home automation, and we're, we're creating a lot of technology and partnering with uh, firms who are providing more, um, you're putting more tools into consumers' hands so they could manage their own home you know, in the sense of, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of air, areas or regions charge for electricity at different rates throughout the day or at different demand levels. So, you know, we're, we're creating smart tools you know, the in our case, an EV charger that would say, you know, if you're doing your laundry and charging your car, you know, you're going to be maxing out on power. We're going to be able to to spread that demand out so it evens out, and you get your car your um, car charged, you know, at a time when you're not using your laundry. So you have your own kind of um, bank, your charging bank that you can use as you need it in your own home. Yeah, so we we sell the the wall mounted. EV charger, and then technology that then integrates into a lot of the smart power systems that are coming into homes these days. Now, does it work kind of where, like, say there was a power outage, could you use your car to, like, power your refrigerator? You you will in the future. Not today, but you definitely will in the future. So everything will work symbiotically because... You know, it's the same. You have the charge, you have the electricity. It's just in a car rather than in your home at that moment. Yeah, and of course, you know, then you're like, well, wait a minute. Now I have, I still have my cold beer in the fridge, but my car can't go anywhere. Right? <laughs> so you still are going to need to recharge your car when the storm's over. So, you know, you may need a standby generator. You may may need uh, solar panels, but it all uh, is going to work together. Now, are you seeing more people embracing solar? We're seeing it in a lot of the regions where we're seeing higher EV adoption. And it's really around, you know, that ecosystem between being able to generate solar electricity through solar, store it in my battery. And then when I get home at night, plugging that into my car and not using the grid to charge your vehicle. So right now is the adoption like primarily like a certain person of a certain mindset is is that kind of I'm the solar person? It's not gotten to the point where everybody that has, you know, good, clear view of the sun is saying, hey, this is a no-brainer. Let me just pull the trigger on this. Right. Well, there's a couple things. There's um, local building ordinances. There's some uh, markets where uh, new homes have to have solar. So that is a requirement in some areas, particularly in California. And then also there are, cost prohibitive for many people right now, but that that's going to continue to uh, improve and you'll see a higher adoption of it. So right now you're seeing, you know, most electric vehicles are out of the price range for most of the market. And, you know, I think in a lot of cases, so is the solar battery ecosystem, but that I think is going to continue to change as uh, time goes here. So now um, for you, what is the most rewarding part of this job? It must be exciting to be kind of on the the kind of the edge of technology here. Like you can kind of see the future that other people aren't really participating in yet. Well, yeah, we, what's most exciting about this is really preserving the core business that we have. We have a tremendous rich legacy with the business and our traditional automotive charging, jump starting, and so on. And leading leading the organization with working through automotive aftermarket and continuing to serve our, our base customers while we go and try to create the future comes to home electric vehicle charging. So 
working with the team is really the most exciting part of that because there's this natural tension between, you know, keep keeping the old going and improving the old while we really participate in uh, creating the future. Yeah, you don't want to forget who got you here. It's a, it's a tremendously successful business, and we've got a lot of customers who rely on us to uh, you know keep very safe, uh, high quality, very reliable products to keep uh, vehicles on the road. Speaking of which, do you have any kind of advice or tips for folks as we head into winter when it comes to car maintenance? I, I would say, and this is not a plug for us, I would say every person for the account of safety and security in your vehicle should have a lithium-powered jump starter. These devices are uh, no bigger than maybe two books from the library. And, you know, well, for those younger people, the library is a place where you used to get paper books. <laughs> um, but so we have a, a lithium jump starter. It's pretty small. It's like size, mate, let's call it two cell phones. And it's got jump starter cables. And you'll never be in a position when your car doesn't start when it's cold or your battery has uh, failed you, you can start the vehicle uh, without relying on somebody to come help and some stranger come to your vehicle and help you jumpstart or sit in there waiting for a tow truck driver to arrive. So my advice is get a portable, lightweight lithium jumpstarter and uh, put it in your trunk. And for parents listening out there, that's a nice uh, a gift for your kid when they go away to college or leave the house. <laughs> great point. Great point. I've got two adult daughters, and that was exactly what they got for Christmas last year. So what's next for Schumacher as you kind of grow in the Dallas-Fort Worth area? Is, are, are, do you need more talent? Uh, you need more opportunity in the automotive space? I mean, you're a household name there, I would think. So what, what do you need more of, and how can we help? We, well, there's a couple areas. I think one is, you know, how can we help, right? We're the, we're the new kids on the block. And I think this community is work, works really well together. And it's a very friendly business environment. So, you know, we're, we're here to participate and be uh, good corporate citizens. And I, one of the things that attracted us to the market is the growth and the growing number of people in very talented positions. So, you know, we have a design engineering center here. Our customer service organization, marketing, finance, and our corporate headquarters, essentially. And, you know, we continue to grow and we continue to looking for talent and helping us develop products in, in the electrical conversion space. And if somebody wants to learn more, have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on the team, what's the website? SchumacherElectric.com. Well, Mickey, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thank you very much. It's nice being with you today. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Dallas Business Radio.